Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is going to be such a wonderful episode. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. We have Shri Kambri all the way from Osaka, Japan. She's such a terrific human being. I just enjoyed this conversation so much. Just such an awesome person. It was so, so pleasant. She moved to Osaka from New Delhi a little over two years ago. And so she's been experiencing life in Japan and she's just full of optimism and hope. And I think it reflects a lot in her paintings. She uses a lot of bright colors and uses nature as inspiration. Uh, just an awesome episode. And I'm excited to share this with you. You can follow her on Instagram at Shrikambri. Let's begin. Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today is a, another special episode. We are talking to Shikambre all the way in Osaka, Japan. What a, what a treasure. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rich. I'm so happy to be part of your conversation. Uh, also because maybe I had so much inside me with regard to Japan that I'm sure we both are going to enjoy this conversation and I'll, I'll uh, like, I'm sure you'll end up uh, booking tickets to come to Japan. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, uh, it's certainly on the list of places in the world. Japan's on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. You have so, to come here. It's such a beautiful country. Okay, so how long have you lived in Japan? So it's been uh, close to two years now that okay. uh, we are in Japan. So I stay here with uh, my family. Okay. Uh, so we are three, my husband and my three years old son. Okay. Where, where are you originally from? So we came to Japan in uh, 2019 because of uh, my husband's job. He works for Universal Studios in Japan. Oh, wow. And yeah, <laughs> it's very uh, exciting atmosphere every time at his workplace. He's not, a, I mean, he, he's an engineer. He's a consultant with uh, Universal Studios. Okay. And uh, while we were moving, it was a great opportunity for me to think, what am I going to do in Japan? Like I left my full-time job in India okay. uh, before coming because... Uh, yeah, this was exciting opportunity for us. Uh, so I thought of, you know, pursuing my passion for art. And I knew Japan is so inspiring in different ways. It is such a beautiful country. And I always, uh, my art was always inspired by nature, like flowers, mountains, sea. And Japan is like full of amazing things. So uh I made the best of, of, of this opportunity by yeah. starting my uh, art career uh, like professionally in Japan. Yeah, it looks like you're uh, coming a long way. You just got off of an expedition too, or exhibition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Sure. First, let's, let's start with Japan. Like what, you live in Osaka. Yeah. What, how would you describe the difference between Osaka and Tokyo? 
see, Rich, I have not been to Tokyo yet. You haven't been to Tokyo <laughs> yet? <laughs> no. So, so uh, you must really I, enjoy where you live that yeah, you haven't gone so, to Tokyo yet. Yeah, I know we it is on our list and we really want to know, but I think it's uh, like Tokyo is the main attraction for all tourists. Mm-hmm. It is like uh, more cosmopolitan and it is like uh, it is like a hub. But we had already sensed the beauty of nature after coming to Osaka. So okay. our our you know pull was more towards uh, viewing nature and uh, unexplored uh, cities or towns in uh, Japan. That's like Kyoto and Kobe, and you know there are so. In our mind, we thought that uh, uh, a city view we have already seen. We are from New Delhi, so we already know that. So we wanted to ex- explore like uh, forest walks and beaches and waterfalls. So that is what we are more into. Like we still need a big reason to visit Tokyo, but we every time whenever we are going to book our holiday, it is. always something which is not explored by travelers or tourists that makes a lot of sense that yeah. makes a lot of sense wow so okay so you're you're in osaka describe then the difference between osaka kyoto and kobe kobe <laughs> basically uh, so first i'll explain osaka and tokyo that i missed okay. so osaka is more culturally rich town okay so you'll see lot of old houses old people and rich heritage and culture on the roads there osaka is full of temples and shrines mm. however since i have not gone to tokyo but i know that it is like more uh, a city view or a city life yeah so uh, picking this good things about osaka we then move on to kyoto which is again a uh like a very popular tourist destination and there's like a a really popular temple there right yeah that's right there is a very okay. popular yeah the shrines of uh, kyoto are amazing uh, i think uh, there is one temple uh, fushimi nari which is very good like uh, you see orange color tori gates uh, yeah i'm looking at google maps right now yep yeah yeah, yeah. orange color gates yeah that's uh-huh. right so it's it's amazing so if you walk into it it is something that you have you would have never experienced the peace and the vibes and the uh, the fragrance <laughs> so everything is so good and it is so inspiring for a person like me uh, and yeah I, in fact my child also enjoys a lot i don't know there are no play areas but still maybe the peaceful vibes and like he loves that so wow. we like heading towards such places more kyoto is that is japan yeah. the uh the geography is it a little hilly or mountainous yeah it's little hilly kyoto okay there are but not so like maybe foothills you can say or if like i i i may be wrong but i didn't see climbing up the mountains much while going to yeah. kyoto and plus you know rich like uh, 
traveling is so easy in japan the uh, the trains like bullet trains and the uh, mode of transportation the best mode of transportation is trains and uh, it it becomes so easy to travel from one part to really? another yeah. I'm holding up. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can you can see this. That I'm holding up. Yeah, that's right. It's this yeah. one is Fushimi Inari. This is such a famous and beautiful temple. A lot of photographers and a lot of artists or uh, YouTubers visit there and show these. These gates are known as Tori gates. T O R I Tori gates. And Tori. There is a, yeah, Say it again. T- T-O-R-I, Tori Gates. Tori Gates. So if you Google, you will see that there is a relevance of, uh, so uh, I don't know how to define it, but this is something related to spirituality. Like on the other side of gate are devils and on this side of gate is uh, the good spirits. So. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it says here, 711 AD. That so this is, was, this very, is like 1300 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is, this is the best part in Japan that centuries, I mean, many, many, a lot of history is preserved in uh, Japan. So you, you prefer kind of the more like historic and romantic side of Japan rather than the like hustle bustle contemporary cosmopolitan yeah. Japan. Yeah, exactly. What are Maybe, the what's yeah. the uh what's the vegetation like? I always see like uh, the spring blossoms or something, isn't that? Like there's yeah, these flowers. Blossom. What is it? Yeah. The cherry cherry blossom. blossom. Yeah, the pink ones. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is also what I wanted to talk about like Japan has all the four seasons and all four are so beautiful. Uh, I mean, where I stay, I see the same trees uh, in fall and changing, the leaves are changing colors from green to yellow and then leaves are falling down and then comes the spring with pink flowers. And then there is, you know, there, uh, the petals of the flowers uh, shed down and it's it looks like a rain of petals whenever oh, there is man. wind so it is so amazing view i mean uh, uh, it's been two years so i have seen two cycles of seasons in front of my eyes and mm-hmm. i i never get bored in my surroundings i never lack inspiration in this country or in this city there is always so much of beauty and Rich, if you can search manholes in uh, Japan, <laughs> you will see even the manholes are so pretty and beautiful. We have taken pictures of n number of manholes. See, now and you're I, talking like a real artist now, finding <laughs> beauty in everything. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I'm, uh, I see beauty every day around me. Even like, we'll we'll talk about people how they preserve the beauty. It is such a big subject, which I have noticed and I want to mention. Oh, really? But yeah, because uh, I mean, I've never seen this, but there are a couple of offices near my house and usually during break time or lunch time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm uh, seeing these. Uh, did you see manhood? Yeah. 
Look at this. So that so the manholes yes, are like yes. like art on yes. the manholes. Yes, there is art everywhere. I mean, there is inspiration and beauty everywhere in this country, and it's 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 like it's in the culture. It's so important for citizens to preserve the beauty, right? If you don't respect what is already there, it cannot be preserved for a long time. So this reflects that people are so concerned and so uh, caring about maintaining. Uh, uh, maintaining cleanliness and maintaining beauty around so this is what yeah. i have felt yeah so yeah i was sharing one example that uh, there are a couple of offices near my house and when i was very new i saw uh, i saw a person in his uh, formal attire uh, with with a picker long picker and a garbage bag during working hours so he was, uh, I, I thought maybe because to me, it will sound like a punishment cleaning uh -huh. the garbage from the streets. Mm -hmm. But then next day I saw the same, but different person. And the other day, different person. Really? Then I, yeah. Then I talked to my, uh, you know, I discussed this with my friends, uh, like Japanese friends. So it is so normal to clean your surroundings during your break hours, even if you are working in office, so you will clean your office surroundings, even if it is a street or a main road, you know? Wow. So they just pick up uh, leaf, fallen leaves or some, uh, some wrappers or anything, and it's a daily practice. So even the streets are so neat and clean. Isn't that wow. inspiring? <laughs> that's pretty great you want to i i kind of want to do that now i kind of want to like dress up and just like pick trash off the street there's plenty of trash here in uh yeah streets of chicago <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know in my country in india as well like yeah. people are people are concerned but we are like so busy in our daily life it mm -hmm. is not part of our daily routine you know yeah so in my house we we have one fixed day, either Saturday or Sunday, which is known as a cleanup or a laundry day. <laughs> okay. But I, I did my laundry today. So <laughs> it's such a great yeah. feeling when you finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, right. <laughs> and when you when you take out the dry clothes from outside, <laughs> it's even more relaxing and fulfilling. I, I haven't done that. I've never done that. Like outside. Oh, you do that inside. The dry, uh, the dry in the dryer. Yeah. Oh, I know. We have the same system too, but somehow I like maybe in in Japan people use both like dryer. Okay. But the wind, the breeze is uh, so good that your clothes automatically dries. So I saw people hanging clothes outside. <laughs> so I followed the same. So then, when you when you uh, when your clothes are dry, do you smell it, and does it smell like Japan? <laughs> yes i think they smell different also, <laughs> the, also the i use the japanese uh what do you say laundry conditioner or fragrance okay so yeah it, it smells different it smells nice so and, yeah so you're finding all this beauty in japan did you did you always see life this way when you were living in india were you inspired by your surroundings or like no, there's just a change. There's just that much of a change. <laughs> no, 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 no. To be very honest, uh, we have uh, like whatever we are experiencing right now is very different. 
from our past experiences because uh, in new delhi i think new delhi or new york or even tokyo i have not been to tokyo but see they are very busy and there is honking and traffic and uh, like lot of pollution and lot of people running fast and fast and uh, you know for yeah. work coming back the same thing is here in japan as well but at the same time there is so good harmony between uh, nature and uh, and your own atmosphere okay so what i am trying to say is that the part of japanese culture is such that they they are doing something every time but they are also taking care of the environment wow so and also cool. about there is no botheration there yeah so you don't get like people are so warm and kind uh, you don't get bothered like i have never seen anyone overtaking on the roads or rash driving uh, my son is just 3 years old but he understands how to cross the road because wow. this is what is taught in the schools like he, even if i'll you know i'll cross a small lane with a red light he'll say no mama no stop stop it's red it's red stop so i i grew up like running fast lo- looking left and right and yeah. just crossing which is so wrong but my son because he goes to a japanese school he understands that uh, you know crossing a lane is wrong so what i'm trying to say is that it is inbuilt in the culture mm-hmm. uh, from a very beginning like following the rules for following the harmony in the society not bothering anyone yeah or not throwing garbage or not over speeding or not honking so the the overall peace of mind uh, so your overall peace of mind gets impacted in a positive way so it it sounds like more of like a holistic approach to to life in a way yes and rich i and my husband have never found ourselves so productive before because really? uh, you know uh, meeting timelines and uh, so if for example if i think i have to do this today so i am able to do that because there are no distractions apart from whatever is happening in the family mm-hmm. there is no such distractions you don't get late trains are always on time or there are no major you know delays in life you should you so, should be in the the ambassador for japan <laughs> <laughs> tell me you about know, these trains how I good are said. these trains yeah the trains are so good that you even if you are not wearing watch you can keep track of time wow yeah so people you know i see people sleeping inside the trains and mm-hmm. setting an alarm so they know when the alarm will ring their station has come so they wake up wow. it is so safe it is so safe and uh, like train is another subject because you can sleep in the train and nobody will bother you even if some you don't take calls in the train you know i we had to change ourselves big time we had to inform our family and friends like we it's absolutely it's not a rule but it is a courtesy you know yeah to to not be loud 
or not to take phones inside the uh, not to attend calls inside the trains because we understand people are heading back from work or going to work they are thinking or either sleeping or taking a nap so in order to be part of the culture mm-hmm. it's it's very important to be like them yeah. and there is nothing wrong it's it's on the good side so yeah. we always felt that we are improving as a person by by following certain things which we were not used to before wow sounds very respectful yes wow yeah. so what so, okay so you mentioned a number of things what do you appreciate most about japanese culture i think uh, uh they are very warm and the first it's very minute but i feel that they think about other person's comfort and convenience first okay so as a as their culture they don't want to do something that would bother the other person mm-hmm. this is the baseline of everything that is happening around like be trained be garbage on the road or honking or overtaking or crossing the red light or like giving a like you know or you know anything anything that is happening around yeah. us the major uh, bottom line which i and my husband feel is that they don't like to do anything which they feel might bother you right okay. so they are very considerate they will make you feel comfortable wow even if for, uh, so you'll not you'll not come to know so they don't feel they don't uh do it as an obligation for some other person they don't make you realize for example if i i when uh two years back when i used to carry my son in baby carry carriage mm-hmm. or baby bag so the person would get up the person so there is one seat and we are going a person will not even look at me he'll just turn and go somewhere else and disappear <laughs> they'll not they'll not even say yeah please have a seat you know yeah. they'll not even say that is what i have felt they'll just go to just do it they'll not make you feel that they've done something for you yeah i yeah but they'll still do it wow so if you have an open day like what yeah. what what would you choose to do so yeah so i because <laughs> i'm a mom so i don't get a open day <laughs> <laughs> so but still when uh, like uh, my son is going to school since he was 2 so i still uh, take this question and i'll start when i drop him to school and what do i do after that so our our house is very close to uh, port like we stay at osaka port and okay. he go his school is very close to the seashore so after dropping him if i don't have any other uh work to do so i'll mm-hmm. just grab a coffee from 711 and okay. then i'll just take a i'll just take a walk on the seashore uh you would have seen in my instagram that i am so inspired by sea yeah so i like to spend my time watching the waves sometime it's even raining and i feel so lucky to witness rain in the sea and watching the droplets falling on the surface of the sea <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so you know there is no rush and there is no hurry you can just be in the moment and then i come back home i grab all that inspirational thoughts and put it mm. on the canvas yeah so i end up making painting that is like uh the so that is like so so beautiful for me and for viewers as well yeah and then the good part is that i stay very honest to my inspirations while describing my paintings to my viewers or uh people who visit gallery it comes so naturally i don't have to like think hard about what the story was behind the painting you okay. know because the inspiration was i i i was actually in that atmosphere for around 30 40 minutes or even one hour i saw the rain i saw the droplets i saw mm-hmm. what what was happening so my art comes very like organic and natural and very easy when i yeah. have to describe my art so so this is how my day goes and then suddenly i realize oh it's 3 or 4 o'clock it's time to make dinner and my son is coming back so then uh, i get busy with him and then after he goes after i put him in the bed then i still have some time for myself uh-huh. then again i would like kind of uh, go in my uh, art studio so the apart the house that we are living in it is the three floors so i have my art studio on the third floor and our living area on the second and we sleep on the first floor so okay. yeah so this is her. so yeah before going to bed it's important for me to visit my art studio again just to see what i did during the day okay. and i feel so happy about it that at least i painted a nice inspirational painting and then spending good time with husband watching netflix and then when you are sleepy you can sleep <laughs> wow so i i have a number of questions about your painting but before we yeah, get to sure. that i've i've another question sure how early are children in school in japan oh so yeah this is a very good question rich and uh, i i mean uh the moment baby turns 6 months old or even younger they have you can send uh, a 6 months old child to a daycare and this is kind of a thing for all working moms or working parents because the daycare and kindergartens are so so good they are they are like a second home i also know that uh, kids called mama mama to their uh, teachers sometimes oh yeah <laughs> yeah because and and the plus point is that the food is provided to kids in the school okay so the quality of the food like i also go in one of the kindergarten to take art lessons uh so the school in which i go there is a kitchen and freshly cooked high quality food for kids so uh you only have to like pack the bag and send your child to school and you absolutely do not have to worry about any kind of safety security or learning issues is what i have felt 
because you know there is a lot of trust between parents and the school so i don't see you know the normal kind of uh, uh, apprehensions that parents would have like is my child feeling good or not mm-hmm. maybe but in overall japanese uh, i i am not talking about foreigners and how do they feel we also feel a little different because my son do not speak japanese mm-hmm. so it can be dif- a little different for him but the normal japanese parents like they completely trust the school authorities so there is no uh there is no uh, challenge in any way it's so smooth and nice really and then so then yeah. the country of japan overall it's like this with with kids yeah. at a young age and and yes. uh food wow yeah yeah it's like this and uh, uh yeah there was another point i missed it if i'll if i if i'll if i'll think more or if it comes to my mind i'll share it with you it was regarding schools uh because i go to a school to take art lessons i know the inside of a proper japanese school it is known as a hoikuen so you know there are no studies rich until 5 years there are no studies you don't follow books or curriculums in most of the schools the major thing that they teach child is their they build their personality and character really so, yeah so what does this work, look like yeah it looks like my son is 3 years old but he he understand traffic lights he understand please and thank you he understands if they are playing and if his friend uh he by mistake he pushed his friend or his friends his friend got hurt so he has to go his friend and ask are you okay so are you okay in japanese is known as daijobu so daijobu is like are you okay so this is so common uh, for a child for even a child to ask someone else so you know that courtesy thing which i was talking with you before yeah. this is uh, this is like taught and this is how a child grows so he asks are you okay is everything okay even the small child so yeah. i even the small kid so i feel so happy that uh, my son got an opportunity to learn all this although he would yeah. not under, he he do not know how to write or read right now uh-huh. but as a personality as his character um, he is so disciplined he he knows how to uh, how to like Uh, untie his shoes or wear his shoes wear his socks and he knows he cannot take his shoes inside the house he knows how to pack his bag he knows how to uh, keep hang his towel like small small things which usually moms does for a child yeah i think there is a fixed uh, like a conveyor belt routine in the school which uh-huh. they follow like come to the school open your bag put your towel put your shoes socks wear your inside shoes there are it's very organized things. yeah yeah that's what overall japan is it's so organized. it's very organized yeah <laughs> that's right i don't have his bag but i showed his bag to one of my friend on a zoom call like it is so well organized and it is getting inside your like clean up so yeah 
he knows that he's, he has opened something, he has to uh, close it back or clean, like after your playtime, you have to clean up. It is okay. part of the process. It is not extra. Yeah. So that's what uh, school life is for kids. They build the personality and character. They work on that. Wow. So how do you, how do you feel about organization as an artist? Do you find it freeing, like freedom or constricting? Uh, I think uh, Japan is very sensitive and open at the same time about okay. art because, uh, because I saw work about, uh, I saw work of different artists and how they express themselves. So, you know, that discipline factor or showing up every day yeah. thing as an artist. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is, so what I would take from this organization and uh, discipline is that my, you know, as an artist, I have to be organized. I have to keep my studio organized. I have to be disciplined in terms of showing up every day. Uh, I, I should ensure that there are no distractions uh, while I am painting or, you know, when I am, doing an exhibition. I know there are no loopholes. Uh, my exhibition is org organized in terms of DMs or leaflets or experience for the visitors. So, you know, it starts on time, finishes on time. So I think it really helps you a lot as your overall artistic life. You know, if you start losing track of time or if you start being lazy and you do not show up every day then it definitely impacts your art as well so i would definitely give credit for this uh, uh, organized like organized culture in my artistic life as well so it's helped it's like through osmosis it's like impacted you positively yes it definitely helps it definitely helps. Yeah, I agree. Wow. So that's because, cool. uh, yeah, be, yeah, that's right. Because uh, your process should not be impacted, right? Maybe you would you were trying to ask me about the artistic process or how do I paint or what do I put on the canvas? Like, is it restricted? Mm -hmm. No, no, it's not. So my process stays personal to me, but. Mm -hmm but the surroundings impacts my discipline and yeah. makes me an organized artist. So yeah. It's interesting how I think a lot of people, when they think of uh, artists or creatives, they think it's very uh, impromptu. It's very, uh, what do you call that? Spontaneous. spontaneous like, yeah. no, it's actually like you got to show up every yeah. day and you got to be disciplined to do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I know like uh, this is a cycle of being very highly productive and mm -hmm. uh, being into an inspirational uh, atmosphere and then suddenly experiencing an artist block and you feel that you are not able to do or create anything. Everything is going wrong and, you know, you're not putting, choosing the right colors. So that's the artist block. But what mm. I feel is that if you still show up and if you still believe in yourself, if you still do do it, then after a week or 10 days, again, that cycle of 
making good paintings or making good creative things will come back but if you if you are not uh, confident enough if you don't believe in yourself and if you let the artistic block overpower you then you'll not be able to cross that and it's a cycle i have i've experienced that so many times yeah wow uh what sparked your interest in painting originally uh i think i am like i've always seen myself painting with uh, from the time i was in my school or in my mm-hmm. kindergarten the only changes that i have bought in my life is uh, like it was always a hobby and something that gained me appreciation something that added to my confidence when i won uh some art competition in the school or yeah. it, it always encouraged me as a child it helped me make my personality mm-hmm. because i saw that okay this is something art is something or drawing or painting is something that helps me impress my teachers or my <laughs> yeah <laughs> or my friends like uh, but maybe sports i'm not good in uh, i'm not good in sports so you know this was something yeah. that always which i always knew okay this is a go go thing and a win win mm-hmm. thing and i i also felt like my husband is also was also kind of uh i i could impress him with my paintings <laughs> <laughs> so so even if i was working full time but i still took out time before our son was born to paint and uh, like he was impressed having my paintings in our house or showing it to friends yeah but then when we shifted like when we moved to japan was when i felt that uh, i should take it uh, professionally and uh-huh. yes i have to share that i took one um, one year mastery program from okay. lan art institute in georgia so if you oh, wow. search it is a great institute my mentor were eli milan and dimitra milan so i i mean so basically i took this course and it was an online course okay and uh, this course helped me to identify my inner voice and it helped me to understand uh, what are the things that inspires me and how should i connect my inspirations with my art and how should i speak about it and how should i share a story with it so and also how should i take my art to a professional level not just a hobby but how how do i represent my work in galleries and how to uh, do a business like it was so difficult for me to even price a painting like yeah. i thought it's so worthless i should not never be taking money <laughs> see but art art is so interesting cuz it's like it could it could be worthless to one person but it could be like invaluable to yes. someone else. Exactly. So it's I think you hit a good point on the story aspect. Yeah. And uh the Yeah, it shows too like as an artist you have to always keep learning yeah. and educating yourself on how to get better, right? Yeah. That's right. So I think paintings are anything that attracts your eyes, it can be there there are n number of things that can attract a viewer's eyes or a buyer's eyes mm-hmm. but 
what is the story or what is the inspiration behind it what you are as an artist what is your message to the world i think all these things also add uh value to your art yeah uh something i like about your art is like the the colors the colors really yeah. strike me um they're very bright but they're like warm as well and the blue i can yeah. see what you're saying when you're influenced a lot by the sea yeah, yeah, yeah. um go into right. your i was just on this page yeah you you use nature as inspiration it feels like yeah. and it's it's not exactly it's a little bit more abstract which yeah. i like so it's like this it's kind of dreamy it's like a positive dreamy type of vibe yeah. which you. i like I'm glad you felt that yeah i don't make it very obvious because uh definitely it is an inspiration but i do not want to like copy paste what is in what is it in my mind because i still want uh some said and some uns- good combination of said and unsaid stories yeah i want a space in the painting for that lets other person to think what it could be rather yeah. making it so obvious that oh it is that so i don't want that in my paintings because then then you are making it too specific uh but i want like you know how abstract art is you want other person to see something in the art mm-hmm. but i i truly believe that my art must share some story i know some uh, some artists uh, would have a different uh, process or would have a different like they don't want they sh- they believe they should not they should just place a art and completely let the other person decide what it is but i feel i'm i feel i should send some message or story through my art so what's what would be an example of a story that you share with people or is each painting totally different uh no the so mostly i love to spread like something like new beginnings or joy or happiness or uh, or uh, like feeling so delighted uh or peaceful or some achievement like i like to work around these subjects so for yeah. example if you see a painting behind me uh, there are splashes yeah. uh of paint so according to me this represents like a you can take it as a flower blooming or 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 a firecracker in the sky or uh a firework scene near the sea side yeah. that you see so all this all this represents new beginnings or uh, or celebrating some victory or a joyous movement so most of uh, my paintings represent that maybe that is what uh, my present life is all about it sure so it certainly seems like it it certainly uh, kind of what it yeah. was uh, like uh, emits emotes that I don't know. Um yeah, yeah, it it some some parts of whatever is happening around me is uh, definitely impacting my art and uh with God's grace everything uh, I don't I don't I I should not say everything is happening good but uh, I should say I am making best out of everything that is 
yeah uh, given to me so i want to share with you rich that we have not been back home from past two years mm-hmm. and we are like really looking forward to go back and meet our family it is so mm-hmm. important for me and my because i think about my son like he's three now and he came back away uh, sorry he came to japan when he was just one mm-hmm. so he has no clue about his grandparents yeah so so there are there are things that can bother us there are things that worry us but we choose to look the other side of the coin yeah. we choose to see that okay why not travel and then give travel experience to your child like i went i went to one of the most beautiful island that is okinawa if you can search okinawa okay, is okinawa o k i n a w a so there is this is this is like popular us army base as well so okinawa is one of the most beautiful islands so we uh, like i took me as <laughs> oh wow this is, this is beautiful uh, let me so, see make it to the i gotta go to google images actually uh yeah so what i what i was trying to say that we went there with our son and he's he is a lot into television and watching peppa pig or uh watching blippy or you know that tv serials I'm, i'm not too familiar with children's shows right now i see <laughs> but but what happened to him after visiting okinawa is like he completely forgot that tv existed he yeah. was completely into nature for 7 days he didn't even ask for any of his favorite uh youtube or so he just channel. totally forgot about all that like here's yeah. a just like a yeah that's right just like that yeah 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 that's right. Oh. It's exactly like that. It is so mesmerizing. It is breathtakingly beautiful. <laughs> wow. Yeah so he he was like playing with the sand and enjoy that can happen on a normal sea, sea as well but there was something so different about this island and huh. so we love giving this nature's travel experience to our son. while he is missing meeting his grandparents back home so, so yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead no i have to stop myself please <laughs> no you're the guest you can talk as much as you want <laughs> uh, i was yeah. going to ask you if your son had that reaction to uh being on the beach and being like kind of in the moment in the beach and just forgetting everything else what in your imagination what do you think is going to have that same effect on him when you're back in india oh i know what you are saying but uh, uh like uh, so i'll rephrase the question does it does it mean that he will start liking a certain uh thing so much that it will be difficult for him to be back home no 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 What I'm asking is like uh it seemed like that beach in particular was something very unique that he hadn't experienced yet. So he was very interested in it and he forgot everything else. Do you yeah. think there's going to be something in India that is going to be so new to him that he's going to be really excited to oh, experience? Oh, yes, of 
of course uh, so i don't think he remembers anything about india right now but yeah. going back uh, you know going back to his grandparents and our parents would be so different and so good experience for him because he would have never felt uh, that kind of you know love which you get from your grandparents yeah. uncles and aunts so we don't have relatives in japan but we have very good friends who really love him and he feel like he is wanted or he wants to visit our friends but i am pretty sure that in india if he uh, if he visit his grandparents the kind of love and affinity that he'll feel will be so new and will be so nice and rewarding and i don't know i am waiting for that moment because he'll get kisses and hugs from everywhere <laughs> yeah he's he's <laughs> which will be new to him and he has he doesn't remember uh, that right now all he loves and likes is the nature the travels yeah. like he still says i i want to go to like for example if we book an airbnb and it is a brown house mm-hmm. so he still remember i want to go to brown house i want to go to brown house <laughs> or i want to go on beach yeah. so for him love or good feelings or happiness are uh are the things that he is gaining from our travels wow that's awesome yeah. uh a question i had for you so you're you're doing these exhibitions you you did one recently can you share that experience with me yeah so my recent exhibition was uh first of its its kind because it was a two person show so okay. there was another abstract artist uh he is very talented and senior to me his name is koji kobayashi san you can search him uh on instagram by koji kobayashi so he was an abstract artist and Ta- type would... his name in the chat when you get a minute yeah sure so uh so koji kobayashi san and i both are like abstract artists and this was identified by one of the gallery owners so okay. they suggested us to have a show together because they believe that uh, the my idea of abstract art is very different from his idea of abstract art okay. but still they respect that we both are abstract artists and we are offering something to the viewers and we have a message for the world yeah so that's how it started so earlier i was like i there was not even a single movement when i was not sure that should i do it or not i was all ready and i said that yes i want to do it because this was a great opportunity for me yeah uh, to showcase my art work with uh, a japanese artist so it was a very balanced kind of uh, exhibition like there was a exhibition hall and half of the wall, ha, like right hand side was dedicated to my paintings and left hand side was dedicated to his paintings so if you enter yeah. the gallery it was all abstract but it was still so different you know do you have uh, photos on your yeah your uh... uh so i'll message you koji kobayashi san koji kobayashi so and i have i have pictures in my uh, instagram as well 
so if you see third last uh, one two three if you see fourth last image uh, the first the grids of the paintings this belongs to koji kobayashi san all these uh, all these paintings in this grid is uh, his art so i think he also uses different colors and he also likes the flow and then next images are my my paintings all right hold on let me uh maybe his name would be written in japanese or i can send you the link maybe his na name is written in japanese so if you are typing uh, which uh do, 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 do. which which photo did you say uh the of yours fourth last fourth last photo uh fourth last post 1 2 3 and 4 do you see a grid of paintings yes Small yes paintings. okay here we are so this is koji kobayashi san's painting so okay. this is all abstract it's similar but different for sure yeah yeah that's what that's what everyone felt it's similar because it's abstract and part of our process is similar but it's still very different because he comes from a different background culture and there are different yeah. things that inspires him wow so so the difference that we discussed so koji kobayashi san shared with me that he doesn't think about anything while painting okay. but after painting he sees something in the painting and then he gives name to the painting really so this is his process he wow. he likes to paint in the moment however my process is i have a thought before like okay. i'm i i have an inspiration before in my mind and then i lay down the paint uh how, however uh, i also name the painting afterwards but there is definitely something in my mind before i start painting and like and the similarity between our art is that he also paint in the moment and i also paint in the moment like we yeah. don't plan he also doesn't plan his process like i'll use this color now this 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 same is with me i don't plan i'll use this 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 at wow. the max i'll plan uh i'll i'll have my inspiration in my mind wow give me one moment i'm getting a sure. call from somebody okay <laughs> sorry continue no uh so i was telling about uh, yeah koji kobayashi san's process and my process like uh yeah so koji kobayashi san's process is uh like he doesn't think before he paints he just paint in the moment and okay. then after that he see some imagery in the painting and then name a painting but on the other hand i also paint in the moment but i have i already have some inspiration in my mind uh maybe it is the atmosphere or what i last saw during my travels and then i start painting but i also don't plan uh my process like it is in the moment yeah so there are something similar and something different in our art 
and uh, yeah so apart from that uh, during this painting there was a very good uh, there was a very good message because in japan knowing japanese is so important i don't i don't understand i understand a little because i am staying here for past two years yeah so the beauty of this exhibition was that koji kobayashi san do not know english he can only speak japanese i don't speak japanese i can only speak english but still we had an amazing exhibition without wait repeat that again so you know you know english he knows he english? Know english no no okay. he doesn't know english i don't know japanese yeah so i can speak english and he can speak japanese how many languages do you know i know three languages i think three, <laughs> three? Like, what languages three, like uh, i know hindi okay and i know english and i know a regional language which okay. is punjabi okay yeah yeah it's so, impressive but it is so common for uh, for kids in india to be bilingual like it's not a thing yeah while we are in kindergarten we learn our mother tongue hindi and english all together so okay. it comes naturally to us yeah wow uh so you're able to it's interesting how just like people coming together from different backgrounds that don't speak the same language can still share interests yes. and share like this yes. common experience yeah. it's pretty wild so, yeah i i thought like art became the common language because yeah. most of the time what we were talking is like inspirations behind the painting so we were only talking art and like we were using google translator and translation devices all the time oh But, really interesting yeah so i'll say koji uh, kobayashi san could you please tell me something about it and then this translates into japanese and she speaks wow siri speaks to koji kobayashi san in wow. japanese and then he responds in japanese and then translate back to me in english or we do gestures and hands like like i explained to you like it is hanabi or flowers Mm-hmm. So this was very uh, a beautiful uh, experience and a very a very good experience that taught me patience. Like it's not important everything to happen. Like respond yeah. and answer and hear and answer. You should be patient enough to understand what's happening in the surroundings, and you should also go on a slow pace because. if it is taking so much time to understand the other person you might lose your patience right yeah and you should you probably have to be more thoughtful too because because yeah. uh, <laughs> you want to if they they're going to wait for a long time to hear what you have to say it better yeah. be something good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and it can be frustrating also if if somehow even after translation things are not articulated well so you should be compassionate enough to like let go things like still yeah. understand the feeling mm-hmm. no like the intent of the conversation and not yeah. the content of the conversation oh yeah say that again the intent and not the content intent, like intentions behind the conversation and not the content like what was being said 
Yeah, that's how listeners should always listen to my podcast. <laughs> I have good intentions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, you know, all these small things impacts a lot in your personality. Plus, Rich, I also feel that this could be only possible in, in Japan because of the patience and the slow pace and kindness. I, I don't see it happening in India where you don't understand okay. each other's language. People might lose patience or get frustrated. What is it? I'm not understanding you. Hey, yeah. please bring an interpreter or change mm -hmm. this. I, it's not my thing. Just change the setup. I need someone else or I'll be alone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So how many, yeah. how, many yeah. how many countries is your art located in now? Uh, just not, like not many countries. My art can be seen in India, in Japan, in US, and uh, in in Thailand. That's it. Yeah, but that's still a decent amount. Still, that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel that it was easy because it was like easy because yeah. I am I'm in Japan. But I, I'm still very proud of it because I'm in Japan and there are a number of uh, houses where I know my art is yeah. through direct or indirect sales. And, uh, and US, because I did my art program from US. So uh, you can't say that they are like customers. They were like, uh, they already knew me from the program and they liked my art and they wanted to take it. So friends buy friends when they buy your yeah. art. Yeah. And then India is also like family or home, but still they know you. So they take your art. Yeah. So, so I still don't have my website and I still want to work on my website so that, you know, the real good feeling I get is when somebody unknown to me buy my art. Yeah, that's exciting. That's always yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that can happen only with the website uh, and and through the exhibitions. So in exhibitions, yeah. I sold my art to people whom I don't know who just who just walked in and liked my art or story or got inspired through colors or the way I portrayed beauty of Japan in the painting and they mm -hmm. bought art. So it made me very happy. So I want to increase these kind of art collectors more rather yeah. than doing like commissions and all will definitely help me uh, yeah. gain some some uh, like make me financially able and strong uh, but commissions usually come from people whom you already know or who knows who know yeah. you so <laughs> yeah so i want to work more on my website so that I get unknown art collectors yeah. who became friends. Okay, yeah. describe art. Have you like, what do you know about art collectors? Uh, I, I don't think I really know much about art collectors. All I know is that a person who starts uh, collecting art from different artists or from a single artist uh, I know there is a big art collector's market, but uh, I only know that I have, uh, I have like 
couple of art collectors they like to actually collect my art they are, they actually yeah. like to come and see my exhibition uh they are waiting to see my art because they believe that my art gives them peace or they feel healed they feel nice they feel nice talking to me or seeing my painting or if they wish to buy they can have one in their house there is one uh, japanese art collector like he is one of the most uh, uh, like how to say how, what do you name a person who has like paid you so much multiple times if you some total the amount a that patron has, yeah patron that's right <laughs> so he like motivates me every time because he says that he doesn't share but he says that my paintings reminds me of his past reminds him of his past and there is a deep connection of him with his past and these paintings like uh, connect that wow <laughs> that's so, pretty special yeah so i like so this is what this is all what i know about art collectors but i still have no knowledge about how do art how that how art becomes investment and how do you sell back so i i honestly don't know think much about that kind of art market i i think a lot about it sort of oh, cuz okay. i go to the art institute of chicago quite a bit okay and so what i'm realizing is that like art is so subjective mm-hmm. like you said it could mean this to this person and that to that person So it's really about like having the art strike someone on an impactful level like um if you walk into all these rooms in art museums mm-hmm. there's like names of the rooms and it's mm-hmm. like their collection I think oh. Like so it's so it's oh, like this I person think. and they give their art to the museum to display oh. So like they own they own the art but they just share it with the museum in a way oh wonderful so so the rooms are dedicated to the art collectors right like the art collectors give money or give interesting art to the museum and then in return the museum writes their name on the room oh forever or just for an event for I think for as long as the art stays there. Oh, interesting. That's nice. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's impressive. So it's kind of you share uh your own collection so people yeah. could know that what had interested you or impacted your mind uh in your life like yeah. in the past. Yeah, it's it's important. I have uh, yeah go ahead. Do you have any um other artists that have really insp- inspired you or influenced you? Uh yeah there are so many different artists from so many different countries and it's so good that like being on Facebook or Instagram it is so easy to uh visualize the lifestyle or the art or the inspirations yeah. of the artist. So the artist that has inspired me is uh Laura Hon she is also an uh, abstract artist 
and uh, if you see her page like she also uses very earthy colors inspired by nature she is also like l a u r a let me let me uh let me find this um you said laura horn h o r n she also does like art podcast so i hear that oh okay yeah yeah so she uses all these colors from nature and earthy oh yeah and organic leaves and bushes and muddy things and all so she inspired me a lot and the another another artist is uh, ellie milan so she inspires me uh, because of how she says how she says the story uh about her art like her art is she is not an abstract artist but she always says a story through her art she always inspire like her paintings always have some message or some divine how do you spell uh, her her name e l l i okay m i l a n oh, okay yeah So oh yeah he, yeah he has a lot of like inspirational stories or you know following some purpose and giving a meaning to the painting and painting a lot of her st- a, a lot of her stuff stuff looks like um like fantastical like fantasy in a way yeah that's right that's the right word i think i have heard her saying this word in oh, really? in her interview yeah which i want to know more about you as well like you are so accurate i don't think i can, like accurate about the art like i noticed that in our previous conversation how you how you explain the art that you see the words that you choose is so accurate I don't have that big of a vocabulary. So, so I guess <laughs> I try to be impactful with the words I do know. I see. Or yeah. I go I to the Art Institute a lot. People don't realize how how much I think about art. Like uh wow. like uh people don't people really don't know this, but I'll go to the Art Institute like once a week every other week and this is a world renowned world class art museum you know oh. so, so just by you, like what what is what do you... so like what yeah. do i do when i go there oh it all depends it all depends on like my how i feel so sometimes mm-hmm. it will be again it it all depends but i i like it's easier to get to than the field museum so i love going to the field museum too which is natural history so i'm inspired a lot by nature and history as well um sometimes i'll do like the field museum and then i'll walk to the art institute along lake michigan go there 
And it depends how much time I have. It's really like, because I have a membership there, it, it's like, how do I want to feel today? Or what ideas do I want to explore? Do I want to explore like contemporary? And mm-hmm. when I, I feel very competitive when I go. So in the contemporary wing, I'm like walking around and it feels, you get a different feel when you're in the mm-hmm. contemporary contemporary wing because there's much more natural lighting. It's brighter. Uh, mm-hmm. You had mentioned before our conversation that like, it looks like I have a big light on me. That's kind of what yeah. it's like in the contemporary exhibit. But if you go into oh. the like impressionism, then it's like much more subdued, a lot more browns, golds, more um, it's impressionism. So it's like the, it's not so bold and in your face. It's more relaxed and more uh, expressive. And then if you want to go, um, then there's like medieval art, Renaissance art. It's very more literal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll, so it's like, what, what do I want to explore that time? I usually make it to the contemporary at the end, almost every time. Um, there are times where I, I'll play an album and I'll put my headphones in and I'll just walk around aimlessly and just like, just walk all the time. Uh, sometimes I read the plaques a lot. Sometimes I'll go specifically to my favorite paintings, which are like all over the museum. So it's a lot Mm -hmm. of walking, a lot of being active. I love observing all the people interacting with the paintings because there's a lot mm-hmm. of international people that that visit mm-hmm. so i can watch and see how they interact with a painting that i've seen probably like f- more than 50 times you know oh, like wow. yeah just like i love observing that and mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's really like i think of art as it's an expression of an idea is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so exactly. the, the art museum is just a museum of ideas yeah, and people, art should be, you should put everything into the art so that it's like you and you're, you're like talking. It's like the paintings I'm looking at, everyone is dead that made them, but they're still speaking to me in a way, you know, and they're still telling me something about life, which I, as a human being, you just relate to on a very fundamental level. And so it's really like a, like a time machine capsule where you're like, everything is alive at the same time. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like, I like going to it and just exploring ideas, competing with ideas, stealing ideas. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Great. So how, how does this impact your art? Um, I would say it's not necessarily exclusive to art. It's like all ideas in the things that I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, so I... I my third book was an art book called Primary Ponderings. And so I had this near-death accident. And a week before, I actually signed up for a membership at the Art Institute. Mm-hmm. 
and I was never really into art. I grew up on a farm. I didn't, I didn't have much exposure to art and even like throughout college, I just wasn't really into art. And then all of a sudden I walked through the art museum after, after going through an interesting experience like that. And now everything, like I just told you, is just like coming at me. So after going to the art Institute so many times, I start to realize everything is art. Everything is art around me, yes. not even in the museum, but like in everyday life, I yes. see it. Um, and even this, this pen is art. Yes. Like everything is art and everything is intentional, especially when I walk around the city. There's a reason the tree looks like that and is planted there. And the mm -hmm. trim on the buildings is there for a purpose and a reason thought mm -hmm. went into everything that I see. And um, yeah. so it trained my mind to start thinking that way. And so the art I made, I go to the contemporary wing and I see some of the art pieces and I'm like, well, I can do that. So, so then I, so then I, I taught myself how to use illustrator. And so I make digital art. So the, uh, uh, so the art book, it's oh, called wow. primary pottery. So this is this is the same cover as uh, the painting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so so it's what I realized going through the art institute is that mm. I yeah. like a particular style. Oh yeah. I like I like hard edges. Oh, I like uh abstract Some specific colors, like primary colors. The primary colors. Um, so while art can be anything, yeah, I think exactly. it's good to put rules on myself. So it's like three colors, yeah. hard edges, no yeah. words, no texture. Yeah, um, yeah so exactly. Just showing these. In wow. And, and, and you never know how would it impact to any other person in the world, right? Yeah. But you, yeah. And then so uh, on this side, so on every left side, there's a piece of art, but then mm -hmm. on the right, I kind of view it as like a plaque. You know how in oh. the museum, you look at a piece of art and then you read the plaque, what it says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a life philosophy that I prescribe to and I apply myself. Wow. So this wow. one, let's see. Wow. So where, yeah. where, what, so now it's the other way around. I have started asking you questions. <laughs> But I, f I found uh, a lot of influence in the Bauhaus movement, uh -huh. like uh, the Albers, uh, Joseph and Ani Albers. Um, All uh, the masters. A lot of like, I like Jasper Johns, uh, mm -hmm. Picasso, Van Gogh. Van mm -hmm. Gogh, I like is not necessarily, mm -hmm. my art doesn't look like it, but like, like living as an artist, like that's mm -hmm. a pretty great story. Um, yeah, there is there is a Van Gogh, uh, Van Gogh uh, event going on in US at the moment, right? Yeah, it was it was in Can Chicago. It? I don't know if it's still here. It might have moved. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. I can. I think if people if people studied and spent more time with yeah. art 
they don't necessarily have to make it, but it's just like, like yeah. I said earlier, it helps you think a certain way about the world or it can influence yeah. and train your mind to think in a certain way. Yeah. And also like improve your quality of life by understanding yes. that there's beauty all around. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I can't agree more with this statement that you quoted, right? I, I'm really inspired by, by you for the fact that you know the art history so well and you've embraced every element and bit as per your best capacity, right? Yeah. There could be a lot more that is still untouched or unread for you. But I felt like while listening to you, like... Uh, Art is so impactful and it shapes your personality and how you view the world, yeah. which, which is definitely not same for every person because you take the art knowledge and you take your own past and your upbringing and your values and culture yeah. and you combine it in your present and then you show it to the world, not yeah. only in paintings, but if we talk, if we see you rich, then it can be in the form of books and it can be in the form of your passion to know more about world, to talk to different people, to understand what's happening in other parts of the world, to do, I mean, you do so many different things. And now I close the, like now I connect the dots, which I was seeing on your Instagram page. And now I understand what, why you do what you do right yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it's so good and yeah. and and you will never get bored or you'll never be clueless about what you are doing because you have your roots strong and you know it came with a purpose from something yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. this uh always exploring curiosity always learning um in my own experience, I didn't have any, I mean, you take like art classes in school a little mm -hmm. bit mm -hmm. in grade school. And, um, but most of what I know is just like all exploring my curiosity and just mm -hmm. pursuing it, reading it, uh, mm -hmm. becoming kind of obsessed with it. But what kind of, we're getting close on time here. So Something I like to ask guests is what they're curious about recently. Yeah. What so, are you curious about? What am I or? Yeah. What are you curious about recently? Uh, what am I curious? Uh, so I'm very curious about. Um, I I mean, I maybe I've not thought about it right now. What is my curious? I don't know. I still have to think about it. So we're running, we're running a little close on time. Hold on, yes. we're starting again. <laughs> so we're running a little close on time. Uh, something I like to do towards the end of conversations is ask guests what they're curious about recently. Uh, yeah. What's something you're curious about? Well, I am very, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know how to put across, but I think I'm very curious about uh, create, like I recently ended my exhibition and during the, during the entire exhibition, I had a lot of different kind of uh, curiosities. Yeah. Like how will a person respond? How will my painting look like? How, what will be the reaction? I'm curious to know your feelings or feelings of uh, a friend visiting. But everything has ended now and I'm so happy with the last exhibition. Now I'm very curious about what's coming next. Yeah. Like what I'm going to paint next because I have already set a benchmark for my own self by yeah. producing a body of work, by producing a certain kind of painting. So now I'm curious to know what's next. Like what should I do next? Which, which is like more... Uh, definitely more uh, more better like I don't know which is like a way ahead for me so I'm yeah, thinking about that that's exciting to hear that's got to be thrilling to know that like you, you set this benchmark for yourself yes but you're just going to keep getting better and you're excited because there's better, this yeah. mystery of like what am I going to create yeah. in the future yeah yeah because my inspirations is uh, nature, mountains, sea, flowers. They are, they are all going to remain similar. But what is it that I will see more in that? You know? yeah. Maybe spring is coming. So I'm curious to get, gain inspiration from spring 2021 and then produce a body of work which surrounds yeah. around Sakura. Sakura is a word that is used for spring oh sorry this flowers cherry blossom okay. flowers in japan sakura that's awesome i love yeah. too how like i'm sure you weave art with your own personal growth so like you're yeah. talking about spring but you're also like wiser and and you've experienced more in life so there's like also that beauty aspect to it yeah exactly so that's how art became way of life yeah well, tell, yeah. tell uh, viewers and listeners where they can find you online. They can, they can find me uh, on Instagram as Shikambri. You just need to type my name. And it is so unique that I have no, not found any other Shikambri till now. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You're like a one, <laughs> one name artist. Yeah. So that's you cool. just type S-H-I-K-H-A-M-B-R-I. And then I would highly encourage, I hope you all, like everyone who listens is like uh, inspired enough to visit Japan. Like, it is such a beautiful country. And uh, I don't think uh, like it, it, it is explored enough. So I want people from other parts of the world to come and see and experience the the nature and the beauty of Japan at a very, you know, uh, from within, at, from, from inside, because you'll get, it's very safe for solo travelers, also even for girls or teenagers. You can come for a working holiday. You can come for a homestay. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
a must visit country at least once in a lifetime. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on today. This is so much fun. Thank you so much, Rish. You were so kind and patient to listen to me. I I completely enjoyed uh, talking to you, and this was my first of its kind uh, Zoom meeting, recording, or interview with you. And I can't be. I mean, I'm very thankful to you that uh, you heard me. Yeah. And well, it's my you were pleasure. So curious. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I I like your art, so so I I enjoy it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I need more people like you. <laughs> okay, well we'll we'll get more people. <laughs> yeah, great. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Shri Kambri at Shri Kambri. Take a look around at nature and let it inspire you like an artist.